So if you listen to that words of that last song it, and how it begins and kind of the movement of it, it begins, uh, I'm guilty. It begins with a recognition that we are sinful. And then the, the next verse begins, I've been hiding. Just like Adam and Eve in the garden, right? A- after the fall, what did they do? They hid from the Lord. And yet the whole of that song is sort of this amazing, and how can it be? There's, there's an element of disbelief disbelief in the sense of, wow, that's incredible. How actually could that happen? And that God pursues us and comes after us, we who are hiding, we who are guilty, and makes us new. So there's an element of just um, amazement in that song that I think connects us pretty well to the opening of Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. Because Paul has been outlining all of these incredible gifts. Remember two big sections, chapters 1 to 3, the blessings that we receive in the gospel, chapters 4 through 6, which we're working towards, are kind of practical. Okay, what does that mean now practically for our lives? And we get into some of the nitty-gritty of that. But we're in chapter 1, and already I've been amazed at all of the things that God has done for us. I don't know about you, but it's, in, it's incredible. Who would have guessed? How could it be that God would do all of this? Uh, Paul begins by speaking... Remember, some themes are beginning to emerge. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to you and peace. Grace which is to be drawn into God's life. To be given a share in His life. And the inner relationships of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Grace and peace. uh, Peace, shalom, complete and utter and total peace between you and God and you and your family, you and your neighbors, you and your friends. And then between them and all of their neighbors until the whole world, till all of society, till everything that is is at peace. Loving the Lord, our God, with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving our neighbors, ourselves. Grace and peace to you. That's how Paul greets us. Staggering acts. It's amazing. How can this be? Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And then we receive all these blessings. That was the next big section. In Him, in Jesus, we have been given, you have been given every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Everyone. God holds nothing back from you in Jesus Christ. And so, Paul doesn't list all of them, but he definitely highlights a few. That you have been chosen before the foundation of the world. In Christ, you've been chosen before the foundation of the world. God looked across the ages, remember, and saw you in all of your particularities sitting here this morning, right here in this moment. God saw you. God chose you. For what purpose? To adopt you into his family. So that you might be part of his family. And in order to do that, he had to buy us back. Remember, he redeemed us by the blood of Jesus. It's another way of saying the cost of your being adopted into God's family, guilty and fallen creatures that we are, is the very life of Jesus the Son. And through that buying back, we've also been forgiven our trespasses. Maybe somebody here this morning came and all too readily could say, I am guilty with the opening lines of that song. Right? And you've got something in mind. Or maybe it's not something from this week, but it's something that has followed you your whole life. Some habit or some moment in the past that you can't escape. In Jesus Christ, you have the forgiveness of your trespasses. God forgives you and His Son. Not only that, He he reveals to us the mystery of His will. Which is to unite all things, things in heaven and things on earth in Jesus. 
such that everything is now going to be given you as an inheritance. Remember that next piece about inheritance or heritage? Everything belongs to Christ. And because you are part of Christ, His body, everything is going to be given to you, not so that you can own it or grab it or cling to it, but as a means of relationship between you and the God who made all of it. And if you're wondering about that, Paul says that the Holy Spirit has been given to you as a deposit in your heart, as the down payment that guarantees the fullness of that promise coming to you. The Holy Spirit is the guarantee of it who lives within you now until you come into full possession of it. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And also an inheritance that is yours. And the Holy Spirit who is the guarantor of that inheritance. We don't know where that siren's going, but Lord, we ask your blessing upon whatever situation that is. And that brings us today to sort of the, the last half, the last part of chapter 1 of Ephesians. And to this point, I want you to notice kind of what's been happening. To this point, Paul has been relaying, to, he's been greeting the folks to whom he's writing this letter. He's been relaying all of these blessings to the point where he said, how can it be? And from here to the end of chapter 1, he's going to pray for them. He's going to tell them what they were, he's going to pray for them. And what he does pray for them. And remember, we got into this, the Apostle Paul, who was once the Pharisee Saul, who once held the cloaks of those so that they could stone Christians. That Apostle, that um, Pharisee Saul, who was met by the risen Lord Jesus on the Damascus Road and became the Apostle Paul, because God struck him blind, struck his eyes blind, so the eyes of his heart might be open to see Jesus in his ascended lordship, that apostle is now writing to us, that apostle who knows and understands, who has been given to know and to convey all of these spiritual blessings that make us say, wait a minute, God does that for me? That apostle Paul is also going to pray for us. And that prayer that he prays is staggering. It, it is it is unbelievable. But we're going to get to that next week. Right now, I'm just going to give you two verses. Because he's shifting from conveying and declaring all these blessings for us and upon us to this moment of kind of like, okay, what, what does that draw forth in our life, in your life? What might be the result of that? What is the result that he's beginning to see? So I want you to listen carefully and listen well. Listen carefully and listen well. This too is the word of the Lord, beginning in verse 15, the first chapter of Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love towards all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in all my prayers. You hear that one more time? For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love towards all the saints, 
I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in all my prayers. You know, I've been enjoying listening or reading some of uh, John Chrysostom's homilies on uh, this letter that Paul's written. And Chrysostom makes a, a pretty big deal here about um, Paul's heart for the, for the churches that he's planted, for the people who are growing there. Um, Paul loves them so much. So many of his letters actually uh, have this huge section where Paul declares his love for them and the prayers that he prays. He says, I do not cease. Paul, Paul talks in other places about praying without ceasing. Paul says he, he does not cease giving thanks for this church in Ephesus, for these Christians there, for the saints there. He doesn't stop giving thanks for them. He loves them. He has a, a, a pastoral heart. In fact, he sees them as, uh, in many ways, as his spiritual children, and he prays for them as we might pray for our own. He loves them like that. And he, so why does he give thanks for them without ceasing? Two things. Because he has heard of their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and because he has heard of their love towards all the saints. Faith and love. What, what does all this blessing that God do result in in a person's life? A lot of things, but in part, faith and love. And if Paul is any example for me, I think it might be a good thing for just for a moment uh, to take some time and like share about my last week and all of the instances of faith, your faith, that have given me the opportunity to say, thank you, God. And all the examples, not all of them, actually, I had way too many, I can't do them all, but examples of your love for each other and towards all the saints that I have seen in the last week. So faith. Why don't we just start right here? Right here, Sunday morning. It's the day of the resurrection. You are here, why? Well, maybe it was habit. Sort of. Like on the surface, maybe. Maybe it's Sunday morning, it's time to go to church. Maybe you anything else to do today. Um, I don't know. But if we begin to work a little deeper into this, why, why are you here? At some level, we all come from different places, and some of us come with um, a heart bursting with faith, and th- some of us come this morning struggling with our faith and, wa- and having difficult questions that we need answered. It. But, but at some level, you are here this morning, you have come this morning because there is some element, God has drawn you, God has moved in you to bring you to this moment, to this place, and at this time. Faith in the Lord Jesus. What kind of faith that Jesus is the one who has given all of this to us and who, who calls forth a different and a changed kind of life. You've gathered before God. You've gathered with God's people to do what? To, to give praise to Jesus Christ. That He is the one who is in whom we have been chosen before the foundation of the world, adopted into God's family. He's the one who gave His life for us. We trust in that. We have faith in that. That by His blood we have been bought back. That we have been forgiven and washed clean. That we um, have a share in the inheritance that will be His. That one day all of heaven and earth will come together in Him. And it shall be given to us. Because we are His body. Faith. I give thanks for your faith this morning. It is not an insignificant thing. It might have been habit. 
But God tends to use those habits, doesn't he? In fact, that's typically how we're formed. I give thanks for your faith this morning. Um, sitting in my office earlier, uh, beginning of last week, I got a text message from Matthew and Sarah had the chance to come and worship with us several times before um, we had to kind of establish different patterns and not meet in person at the church and go online and all that stuff. They had a chance to be with us several times and got a text and said, um, tomorrow's Elliot's birthday. It's his second birthday. Uh, Sarah said, every, every birthday uh, that my children have experienced, I've had um, the minister come and and pray for them and bless them. Would you would you maybe be willing to do that? I said, what? Would I be willing to do that? So this is the best part of the pandemic right here. Of course, I would love to do that. I would love to pray for Elliot on his birthday. My goodness, what a gift. And so uh, the next day, we we made our way to McCray Meadows. You know McCray Meadows. Um, if you're standing in McCray Meadows and look up, there's Grandfather Mountain. Uh, you look over this way, there's Grandmother Mountain. Uh, if you go to the left, there's sort of a raised area, and there's a Celtic cross there. You know a cross with a circle in it, kind of classic uh, Presbyterian image. It's, it's the cross of Jesus, and the circle is the symbol of the eternal life that his cross brings to us. And so we, we made our way uh, beneath the shadow of Grandfather and Grandmother as the wind was blowing across the field and the and the dark clouds were blown away and the sun began to shine on us as we approached the cross. We came near to the cross and Elliot climbed up on the little rock ledge and I took some oil and made the sign of the cross on his forehead. I said, Elliot Joseph Haichu, I bless you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We prayed for him. And I left grateful grateful for the faith of parents their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ which they are with which they are blessing their children and in, in, in which they're raising their children grateful for you being here this morning grateful for the faith of parents I'm grateful for the faith of children this wasn't this week but I was reminded of it this week um, a couple months ago uh, Brody Smith was standing out in a shrubbery field with his dad there trimming trees and as can sometimes happen with fathers and sons out in the field they began to talk about things more serious than just you know what bug is crawling over here and come back stay closer that kind of thing Bertie began to ask some questions about Jesus about the cross about his sin about forgiveness and Wally began to remind him of the things that were true in the gospel. And, and so Brody, uh, all six years old of him, gave, him life, gave his life to Jesus. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful, like Paul's thankful, I'm thankful the ways that you're exercising your faith this morning, your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, coming to worship and praise Him. I'm, I'm thankful for the faith of parents who speak these words to their children. I'm thankful for 
this children's response. I'm thankful for God's faithfulness who carries us and our children regardless. Right? Uh, thankful for your faith. We've talked a little bit about Joseph uh, Banner and Christina and Sophie and, and Joe and Debbie. and um, you know, I spoke with Joseph last week as well. I was reminded of sort of the last few weeks in his life, the, the shock the diagnosis, the shock, there's a tumor that's replaced your kidney, shocked by the size, then fearful of the, of the diagnosis, what is it, what is it going to be, and then having to wait for the prognosis, you know, what's going to be the response here, how are we going to begin to address this, is it addressable, um, all the while the, their faith carrying them, not in an easy way, but in a way that's reminiscent of, of, of Israel, of Jacob, Jacob is renamed Israel, which means one who wrestles with God, um, even that kind of faith, that kind of that's the that's the real faith there. When you're when you're struggling, when you're facing challenge, when the future is uncertain, and still Jesus shows up and carries us. And I'm thankful for Joseph's faith, and I'm thankful for the faith of his family and his parents. Uh, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. For this reason, because I've heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love towards all the saints, I do not cease to give. Thanks for you remembering you in my prayers. Uh, faith and love. Love towards whom? Love towards all the saints. Of course, in the gospel, part of, part of what we are called to do is to receive God's love, receive God's blessing, receive God's forgiveness, but also be caught up in his mission of love to the world and carry that out beyond. It's kind of nice route here, isn't it? Beyond the walls of the church, right? Beyond the bounds of the property, but to carry that into the, into the lives of our family and our community and our neighbors and friends. But right now, Paul, in this specific place, is saying, I'm, I'm thanking God for your love towards all the saints. And in this, he means his love towards those of you who have placed your faith in Jesus, those whom God has drawn here into this particular community, this particular congregation. We've seen the incredible ways that God has been doing that these, year, these last years. Your love towards all the saints. <clears throat> I've experienced this personally. Um, in part, uh, along the lines of food. Uh, that's, that's, you're speaking my love language right there. <laughs> so Peggy Baird brought us a meal this week. Uh, Peggy, who's, right, who's, who, who's grieving uh, Ralph and Betty. And yet is caring for other people, is, is loving other folks, is serving other folks, even in the midst of that. In the, that faith is caring and moving her towards love, right? Um, uh, the grammars had me over and, and served me an amazing lunch this week. Um, thankful for your love towards all the saints. Um, Junior Sluter found out that I was cutting some branches out behind my house and taking some trees down and Lo and behold, a couple days later, he shows up with a truck and help. Right? I'm thankful for your love for all the saints. Um, uh, in talking with Joe and Debbie and Joseph, they're thankful for you. They've said that every time I've talked to them. I said, please tell everyone how much we appreciate their prayers, their cards, their calls, their visits, checking in. They're thankful for you. You're, I'm thankful for your love towards all the saints. 
uh, this week I was in my office and heard a knock on the door and it was uh, Joe and Susan Ramsour. Joe and Susan have been members of our church 50 plus you've been married longer than that knock on the door uh, walk out sun shining uh, we they've got their mask I put mine on we stand outside there on the sidewalk and on the steps and you know they they just want to check in on me they want to check in on Spencer how, how's the baby how's your family how you doing they gave me a little update on how uh, their life is at the moment uh, expressions of love and care and then uh, they went their way. They had some errands to run, and I, I turned and walked back inside, and I was closing the door behind me, and, and I turned, I, I, I caught, a, caught a glimpse of, of them at the bottom of the steps reaching for each other's hands. Uh, and they held hands the length of the sidewalk, walking on to wherever they were going. And I gave thanks. Thanks for love for each other. Thanks for the love of the saints. Thanks for the love that God gives us to give to others. Thanks for the love in their marriage. Which is extended longer than many of your lives. Right? Uh, an image of Christ's love for the church and our love for Jesus. I'm thankful for that. Thankful for your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thankful for your love for all the saints. Uh, Paul is writing right here because... He's wanting to, to give us a prayer. He's wanting to show how, what are the things I want to pray for you. But right here in between all the blessings and between the prayer that he prays is this little piece that shows us part of what happens when we receive God's blessings, all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly places, all of his grace, all of his peace, the inheritance, the gift of the spirit. When we experience these things, we're given these things. What does it call forth in us? What is man, what is, how is it um, uh, demonstrated then? What is it? What change occurs? What begins to develop in our hearts? Faith and love. Faith in the Lord Jesus. Love towards the saints. We are in a moment right now where everything is different. Everything has seems to be upside down. We're in a pandemic. We're in an election. Everything is just kind of out of control. I want you to know that God is still doing stuff. Maybe we're not going inside as much as we once did, but but that doesn't mean God's not on the move. He's still blessing. He's still giving grace. He's still giving peace. He's still blessing with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. He's still promised you an inheritance. He's still giving you the Holy Spirit. And one way that I know that he's doing all that is because I look at you and I see your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I see your love for each other. For that I give thanks. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.